0: It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Du, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small-town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five
1: days a week. You can contact Maren or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at (laughs) homeishere.org.
3: Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune into the RPR network for our Fall Live Drive, which runs Tuesday, October 6th through Friday, October 9th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Fall Live Drive, contact me, Brett Beiler, by calling 605-670-8333.
1: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to
0: Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and we are beginning the second hour of our show. And again, we appreciate all of our listeners. And uh, always remember that on our website, realpresenceradio.com, you can listen to our shows And I think that they're rerun on there as well. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but maybe. Uh, My next guest is my parochial vicar, as I said, from Corpus Christi in Bismarck. I am the pastor of Corpus Christi, and my parochial vicar is Father Mark Ani. Uh, Father, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, You've been on my show before. That's correct. uh, Briefly. And we're going to just do a little uh, extension of that. and it's good to have you back on the show because you're going to host these in the future, right? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We were close to that once, weren't we? We certainly were. <laughs> and so uh, th- this, is your, this is your last run before you sit in my chair. Is that a deal?
3: I'm not going to shake
0: on it. I'll, I'll cover some masses <laughs> for you. But uh, Father Mark Ani, first of all, uh, uh, you were ordained a priest this summer. Yep. Uh, on what day?
3: June 11th, my birthday.
0: June 11th your birthday. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, we had uh, a nice meal for you and then you were assigned to the Church of Corpus Christi which is your your old stomping grounds, your that's, home parish. Yeah, that's
3: where I grew up.
0: It's where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And um, but tell us what happened in your life from the time you were growing up in Corpus Christi to your ordination. In June. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself um, bef- before you enter the seminary, and uh, then we'll take this step by step, because I think it's a great story.
3: Okay, thank you. Um, well, I spent most of my adult life in Phoenix, Arizona. I, was, I grew up at Corpus Christi in Bismarck. I went away to college, and initially I worked as a physical therapist in, in Fargo. And then I was recruited to be a rehab director in, in Phoenix at a retirement community. And so that's what drew me to Phoenix was they moved me down there and I got out of our lovely winters here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree there.
3: So anyway, I, I was there. I moved down there in 1995, fall of 95, and um, worked as a physical therapist, a couple of different places, uh, worked at a hospital, director of rehab, um, and then at, towards the end of my career there, I opened my own practice. I did home health. at had a home health business uh, where I, I did home health in, for mainly seniors, geriatric orthopedics. And then from there, kind of evolved my, um, my, I guess, vocation. I think my vocation really started in 2008 or seven when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And I think that was kind of a checkpoint for me as far as looking at my life and prioritizing, because I was a workhorse. I worked all the time. If I was in Phoenix, I was working seven days a week. There's always paperwork, especially healthcare. care. There's always billing and paperwork and notes. So if I was in Phoenix, I was working. And so when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, it was kind of a wake-up call for me to say, what are my priorities in life? What's important? Because work was number one. God wasn't number one. Family wasn't number one. Work was. And so it helped me to look at perspective and step back and slow down and see what was really important in my life. And it was God, family, and then work. And so the last six months of her life, I took a leave of absence and came back to, um, to Bismarck and took care of my mom until she died.
0: Um, your mother's diagnosis with cancer did not make you bitter. It made you better.
3: It, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: It's always a mystery to me and and in in your life too, and Mm -hmm. you'll see it as you live your years as a priest, um, how some hardship makes people bitter, Mm -hmm. some hardship makes people better. Absolutely. And um, so God's grace is working Mm -hmm. in you. Mm -hmm. And so your mother's diagnosed with cancer. You start to look at things uh, differently. Um, Take us through that.
3: Okay, because I was, at that point, I wasn't a faithful Catholic. I wasn't I wasn't going to Mass every week. Um, you know, I, it was hit and miss, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But at that point, then I started going to Mass every week. And so it kind of grew out of that. And then my my parish was starting a Knights of Columbus Council, and they knew I was a Knights of Columbus member um, up here in Bismarck. And so I got involved in that um, because they just... Started a new council at my parish So I got involved in that And then things kind of evolved from there We had a rosary Sunday That Bishop Almstead was doing They do it every fall in Phoenix And they bring out a lot of the Hispanic culture to it With dance and and, and Different cultural events And out of that I knew the rosary But I couldn't tell you these were the glorious mysteries These were the sorrowful mysteries So then from that point I thought Well I'll start praying the rosary every day so then I started praying the rosary every day. Then I started listening to Catholic radio in my car. So it was a gradual process for me. And, and from that experience, I thought, well, Lent's coming up. Maybe I'll start going to daily Mass. And so I started going to daily Mass. And then when Lent was over, I, you know, I continued with that. So I saw my, my, my vocation coming over time. But probably one of the things in the midst of all that was I was woken up from sleep I was, it was like a sensation of being struck by lightning. I sat up in bed. There's a funnel cloud in the left upper corner, and I knew it was God. And at this temple, this conversation with him, and the last thing he said to me was, "Evangelize my people." And so I meditated on that because I always treated everyone as a Christ. All my patients, you know, a lot of them would comment that I must be a Christian. And then when I said I was Catholic, they were a little confused because a lot of them down there are. Baptists or, or non, you know, denominational um, people, so they had a hard time seeing how could a Catholic be a Christian. Um, so it was, it was interesting, but um, it's, it evolved out of that, you know. And then I started having a, a, I'd go to daily mass, maybe thirty, forty minutes before mass, and pray. And that, it, I think it came out of that, as far as where the Holy Spirit spoke to me, saying, "I will not lead you where I will not sustain you," was one thing that kept. Str- came strong and, and to trust in me. Um, and so little messages like that, and it kind of wore me down, to be honest, because I, I, I contemplated and I prayed about it for a couple of years, because I thought, this must be a midlife crisis, you know, uh, my age, and I thought, no one wants me, um, I'm too old, and when I was thinking about that one day, the very next day on Catholic radio was later vocations to the priesthood, that's the trend in the U.S., and so, from there, I, I I made a vow to contact uh, the Bismarck diocese. And so, Father Josh Waltz was the new vocation director. He was just vocation director a couple months, and I met with him uh, September thirtieth of I think twenty thirteen.
0: Why didn't you uh, study for Phoenix?
3: Well, the main reason was I have no family there. My parents came and wintered with me um, and spent time with me, and I thought, you know. If I ordained here, um, I will not see my family, you know. And every vacation I'd have to come back to North Dakota. I wouldn't be able to go anywhere fun because I feel like I didn't want to see my family. And so that was a big draw was family. And I think it's important for priests to be around their family, their nieces and nephews, um, sisters, brothers, whoever they have for family, because you need that support as a priest. And I knew if I was in Phoenix, I wouldn't have that.
0: Father Mark is my guest, coming up on 11 Minutes Past the Hour. Uh, It's a great story here. We're we're just uh, getting into it. Um, Your mother has passed away. Yep. And may she rest in peace. And your father is uh, alive at uh, St. Gabriel's here in Bismarck. That's correct. And so you you see him, and uh, it's it's a privilege for you to be assigned not only to your home parish, but Mm -hmm. in an area where where you have family um and so that uh, and catholic radio played a role absolutely in 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 your life we're we're, we're talking about uh, father ani's road to the priesthood which is also a road to to kind of rediscovering the catholic faith and becoming a, a more regular practicing catholic
3: right that's correct
0: so for all of our listeners whose maybe children are not practicing Catholics or for some of our listeners right, right now tuning in and they don't have the best practice of the faith, um, they cert- don't, don't lose hope, number one. Uh, you, you you can come back and maybe even be ordained. <laughs> is, is what we're talking about here. So so you met with a vocation director, and what did he? How did that go? I I, I don't think uh, I I don't I remember my meeting. I, I don't. Uh, uh, Father Michael Mulner drove up to to Williston to take me out to lunch at the Plainsman Hotel. He had his dog Sabaka in back, an Irish Wolfhound. There's, there's a lot of details you remember, and I remember uh, some of the conversation. Tell me tell me how that went with Father Waltz.
3: Yeah, well, we first communicated email and then on the telephone, and then he had me come in. I, I came in on, it was my dad's birthday, I met with him September 30th, and that's how I remember it. Um, and we had a nice meeting, and then he presented to the bishop if he would be willing to accept me as an older vocation. And he said, absolutely. And so then I started the process of, you know, psychological testing, the application process, which is quite lengthy. Um, and then I met with the bishop in February. I was accepted. And then that, that's when it really started to roll because I owned a house, I had a business, and I had all these things to wrap up. And if you remember, at this point in time, Phoenix was still in a recession because of the housing bubble bursting. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing how the Holy Spirit worked through all this. My realtor said it might take six months to a year to sell my house. My house sold in 14 days. I closed on it on, on Easter Monday. I moved out and moved back to Bismarck. And it's just beautiful how everything just. I kept waiting for a shoe to drop for everything to fall out. And it just was amazing how the Holy Spirit guided the whole process. And it was affirmation for me, my vocation, I believe.
0: Uh, and they say the only thing more difficult than getting in a business is getting out. Yeah. So what happened to your business? You're a physical, you're a physical therapist with your own business. Mm-hmm. What happened to that?
3: Yeah, I, I had to sell it. Mm-hmm. Got, you know, it, and close down what I needed to close down. I had contracts. Do you miss your
0: work as a physical therapist?
3: You know... Anymore, no. To be honest with you, I in, I loved what I did, but I know God's pulling me in another direction. So, I mean, I'll work with reti- retired priests that need you know therapy after. That, that's a difficult something.
0: school to. Uh, that's a, that's difficult education, right? Yeah, it Physical was very therapy, hard. Yeah I, went PT. To,
3: yeah, I went to Chicago Medical School. There's only 24 in my class, so there was probably four, five hundred that applied.
0: Four or five hundred applied, mm-hmm. and 24 in your class. Yeah. So so you're you're gifted in that in that vocation. Absolutely. As, as a physical therapist. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have winter. Um, uh, it sounds like you had it all.
3: I really did. I, I lived a very lavish lifest- lifestyle. I had it all. And some of my friends thought I was nuts because I lived on the side of a mountain, walked the mountain several times a day. Or, or not several
0: times a day, but a week. Sure. Um, with my dogs. And I had it all. You had it all. I had it all. But you heard our Lord say, Come follow me. Absolutely. Like that image we just saw, Dr. Lev uh, uh, showed us at, in Medora at our mm-hmm. fall conference a Caravaggio calling a Matthew. Yeah, absolutely. That, 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 that was you. We're going to take a short break and we're going to talk about Father Mark Ani's seminary experience. Uh, inspiring story, and i really enjoyed working with him. He's, he's my parochial vicar uh, for the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. We will be back in just one
1: moment. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Jochum Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible, and we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu.
1: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. You know, what's inspirational is it's never too late, and it's
0: uh, it's always possible um, for the best of yet to come. And I think Father Marconi would agree that the best is yet to come in, in his life. But we're talking about his story to to the priesthood. We're talking about his um, the change of his life from being a physical therapist with his own business in Phoenix to entering the seminary to... Uh, serving as a priest now, the people of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. And um, we're going to just talk about your seminary experience now. You're, you you, you, went into the seminary with, I mean, they're, they're kind of kids, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, in so, many so, so, ways. So where did you go to seminary? And, and tell us okay. about that.
3: Okay, I started, I started in uh, six years ago. I was there for six years. I was at Kenrick, Glennon, Seminary in St. Louis, which is sponsored by the Archdiocese of St. Louis. So there was, I did two years of pre-theology there. There was twelve men in my class those first two years, and then I started uh, theology one there as well, through th- theology four for the next four years. And there was, we started with thirty in my class, and there was, um, I think thirteen of us were ordained.
0: So when. Uh Someone wants to change their vocation later in life. Uh, many times it's like, okay, I'm going to you know, start this job tomorrow. Now you've got six years. Six years in many ways that that's the start of your your vocation right there, your formation. But right. um, and I was in the seminary for for nine. Um, it sounds like a long time for yeah. you. Uh, not only did you have to give it all up, but you have to kind of you got six years now before you before you start living the life you want to live.
3: Right. In some, in some ways it was fast, in some ways it was not. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell, tell, you know, me, tell
0: me the ways it was not.
3: You know, it was hard being with men so much younger than me initially because their interests, what they want to do, their music, their culture. movies, culture, everything is very different because I was old enough to be many of their father. Yes. I could have been their father. And so that was difficult. And the other difficulty was I was an older student. So again, I had to learn how to write papers, how to study for exam, even taking notes in a class. I mean, you have to be critical of what you write down and what you don't. And so mm-hmm. that, those skills I had to reestablish in my life. Um, you know, the prayer was beautiful. I, I loved my holy hour. I loved the prayer because I think working and being a working man, that's something you do not have the time for. You just don't, especially if you're a family man. You have a wife, you have kids. You have responsibilities at the house. You have a job. You don't have the time. Most people do not have the time to pray. And so that's something I never took for granted. And I always told my classmates, you know, we're, we're blessed. We can be here and study, but we have a lot of time to pray if you if you choose to do that. Um, and that's something I really tried to do is develop a good prayer life because I knew that's something I, I was, didn't you just don't have the time when you're working all the time.
0: You, uh, you, Organized blood drives at the seminary. One of your classmates spoke at your meal, at your ordination meal, and you you, you did that very well. That kind of ties into your medical PT love, right?
3: Absolutely. I really grew the program. So (laughs) (laughs) I think I did it for five years, and every every blood drive I've had— greater percentage of student at, you know. So, involvement. so you
0: you, you contributed uh, to the seminary culture that way. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, being out of school, for, and if I would go back now, you loo- kind of lose a concentrating edge, don't mm-hmm.
3: you? You certainly do. Certainly uh, so do. studies
0: were not easy for you?
3: No, I had to really buckle down and work harder than my classmates. And initially I was a little perturbed by it. But then you have to just say, you know what, I'm older. You're going to have to study earlier for an exam you know I did things like that or or especially final exams when you can have six in a week I tried to be prepared for one or two of them the week before uh, things like that that I did I and I had a couple of study buddies that were in my class that I really I drove uh, to study with me and, and they even told me you know my grades are better because of you um, because typically most young people put it off to the last minute.
0: And and you know. and you, uh, you did things today that really didn't need to be done today, which, right. which which is a practice that I try to live by and what I teach mm-hmm. people, uh, do something today that doesn't need to be done today. When right. you do that in studies, it really can reap benefits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Father Marconi is my guest. When Senior Schumacher here, Real Presence Live, twenty-three minutes past the hour coming up. Our time is rolling by. Um, what do I want to ask you next? Um, the, the, so now you're ordained a priest. Um, uh, tell me now what what's different about what you thought it would be like, and uh, what's what's different, and what you imagined the priesthood yeah. to be.
3: To be honest, I, the priesthood for me is better than I anticipated. That
0: that doesn't sound good at all. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know
3: it's going to be wonderful, but it's just the intimacy of people sharing their lives with you, and and you know, and for a lot of them, I feel like you know, you don't even really know me, and you're just really sharing the intimacy of your life with me, and that's a beautiful trust, trusting, and just you know, they're loving. So it's, better,
0: it's mm-hmm. better than you anticipated. What did yeah. you anticipate? Now, yeah,
3: I, I'm not going to let you move on from yeah, this too quickly. I, you know, I didn't have high expectations, <laughs> really. But it, it's just the people love their priests. You know, the people they, they absolutely do. love their priests. And I just didn't really, I think, fully embrace or see that, how much they do love their priests.
0: They, they, re- they really mm-hmm. do. And uh, so you, what... What events have you enjoyed in your in your short few months? You were ordained on June eleventh, your birthday. Right. Uh, July, August, September. So we're we're about a quarter of a year uh, in to your priesthood. What 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 has been one of your greatest joys? I think it's
3: just ce- celebrating the sacraments with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, the the mass is is such a beautiful prayer for us because the whole liturgy is a prayer and then marrying people you know i did my first wedding at corpus christi mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and then also burying people it's an honor and a privilege to bury bury, bury the people
0: there's a tremendous finality uh, in funeral liturgies and uh, it, it's, it's a, uh, again again it kind of i always say it reorients me every funeral mass i offer reorients my life you know what what i thought was so important walking into the funeral maybe isn't so important walking out of the funeral. And, and there, there's a lot of grace there. Now, uh, another task that has been uh, asked of you by your bishop, David Kagan, is to teach at St. Mary's Central. Was that a surprise to you?
3: That was a surprise. I never thought I'd be teaching at this beautiful high school. I mean, it's high tech. It's just, when I toured it in June... I was i was amazed at how beautiful and how high tech and how clean it is and it's just it's really impressed me and it's an honor for me to be teaching here every day and the kids are great they want to learn they want to be here um and especially with this covid going on it's just beautiful how the catholic schools in bismarck have had school every day and they've kept it as safe of, of an environment as they can keep it and you know we're doing really well the kids are healthy their, their loving life here at St. Mary's. What do you teach? I teach a uh, church history class this semester.
0: Now, history is about as interesting to kids as uh, pop music was as interesting to you in the seminary from your younger students. So, <laughs> yeah. so how, how are you making church history interesting? Well, I
3: I say I've been in the classroom so many Years. I've, been, I've had 16 years of college education. I edited it up. And so I know what good teaching is, and I know what bad teaching is, and I don't want to be a bad teacher. So to go in and lecture for the whole period is boring, and I think it's boring for most people. So I try to shake it up. You know, um, Sometimes I've shown YouTube videos, short clips. I have them read and present on a certain section in the book. Um, I've had them work in small groups. Right now they're working on in, in partners and they're going to do a presentation on an apostle starting on Friday because I want s- the kids to be leaders. And St. Mary's, their goal is for all the kids to be leaders and, and, and life is selling yourself. So they're learning to present themselves and to sell themselves and build their self-confidence.
0: You bring a, a professional history to that. You, you've, you've done that. You've had to do that correct in your physical
3: therapy right i've taught there as well
0: you you've uh you mm-hmm. but selling yourself and promoting yourself mm-hmm. um and uh yeah we we often said in rome too that our a four credit course is, uh one on you know one credit on content three credits on how not to teach <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of our courses we said we're, we're basically learning how not to teach should we teach so uh, so that that's that's when any final thoughts or reflections father marconi no, I just feel really blessed, really blessed to be at Corpus Christi
3: and at the high school, St. Mary's High School. There's
0: um, a lot of life at Corpus Christi, huh?
3: There certainly is.
0: Uh, e- even when we're at, at minimum capacity, mm-hmm. uh, we're, you know, we're, we can only have, I think, around 300 at Mass per time, uh, but, but it's, it's still, and you and I are starting a new parish you know, during a time when you know, it's, we're not full. Right. Right. Um, for me, for me, it's been good because I've, um, you know, I, I get to meet people in small doses, uh, but it's your home area, and, but you're also getting reacquainted with, with a lot of people. Yeah, at yeah
3: because most of the people my age range were there when I was in Phoenix, so yeah. the ones I really know are dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dying or assisted living or in nursing homes right
0: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess, how do people get a hold of you? F. Uh, w- w- what's your diocese and w- what's your public diocesan and email? Um, all of our emails are. Um, it, it would I be think, M. Ani. Yeah. M. As in Mary. Mar- yeah. As in Mark. Aune, AUNE at bismarckdiocese.com. That's All correct. of our emails are public on the. On the mm-hmm. So if somebody listening wants to, you know, say, I, I think I want to do what you do, but I think I would be crazy to do it, and I think you were crazy to do it, Father, you could say yeah. it's, it's never too late, and the best can be yet to come.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know when the Lord um, is going to call you. You know, he said, he, one thing he said to me is, I, I never put a stamp on. How old you had to be to be a priest? Mm-hmm. You know that you need to trust in the Lord. You need to pray about it, and don't be afraid to to seek Him.
0: And, and you're a great well. cook. You you uh, you have uh, you're a baker. You bake a lot and you cook a lot. When when I was when when I was uh, recovering from COVID, you, you brought me soup and you brought me uh, your your chicken soup was a, your little spiced up chicken soup. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you're you are you and, and you, you've had to do that um, living alone in Phoenix, right? Cause so right, I
3: cooked, I cooked a big meal every Sunday. Uh-huh. try to make it last till Wednesday so I didn't yeah. cook every day.
0: There, there, there you go. So yeah. you, you, and for our staff meetings, you, you, you bring in, uh, I think, meatballs for the last staff meeting at Corpus. Mm-hmm. So multifaceted. Father Marconi, thank you for your time. And we wish you continued uh, blessings. And uh, I know that your priesthood is going to change the lives of a lot of people. And listening to your story, I know this morning has changed change the life of some on the real presence radio network thanks for being with us
3: thank you it's my pleasure
0: and we'll see you back at the
3: ranch okay sometime all right
0: we're coming up on 31 minutes past the hour uh we're going to be talking with um, an interesting guest coming up um and uh, you're not going to want to miss sue coming up we'll 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 talk about her uh, when we take this
1: break because i'm in
0: trouble for going too long we'll be back in just one moment